0: I'll do for an intro um, Starting with me Gasping um, And, and splattering And coughing Sets the tone For the show
1: That's an Interpretive Interpretive Art um, Audio Interpretation Of uh, Always online games Yeah
2: Exactly uh, we've, we've got to not Get people's hopes up This week That this is going to be You know The most high energy Everyone's got their voices In the correct place Kind of week We don't want to
0: Don't want to Miss sell them Your boy Jim ain't Ain't great today, folks. Um, I didn't want to cancel off the podcast. Um, I wanted to still get it done, but uh, I'm going to be a little bit quieter than normal today because basically this cough has been trying to happen to me for weeks Mm. um, and it's been held off. But this Monday I had great difficulty trying to watch Captain Marvel without coughing and making the audience annoyed. So I spent two hours just in a chair going...
2: See, and you really wouldn't have wanted to do that because no one wants to be the man in the Captain Marvel screening ah. who's just coughing at the uh, coughing at the movie every couple of minutes. Just, <laughs> ahem,
0: ahem, ahem. Yeah. Ahem. spent two hours spluttering and retching at Captain Marvel. It would be like I'm a Twitter feed gum to life. <laughs> ah. But anyway, yeah, Tuesday, the day before we record this, it decided to just happen in full force. Um, I'd be worried if not for the fact that the cough is changing, and I find when illnesses change quickly. They're normally processing quickly, so yeah. fingers crossed, it's nothing serious. I honestly think, because last week I was exhausted. Um, I've been working overtime this year, so I think I'm just at the point of, I I think I need to take a day or two. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that might be the biggest thing. You know, once or, once or twice now and then, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah, it might not be a bad thing. It,
1: it, I believe the medical term is, you're completely fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to use a, a doctor's appraisal. Totally fucked. My, my official medical opinion is lie the fuck down and have a rest.
1: Yeah. Or or if you're from my town, you'd say, I'm fucking bad.
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, not great. Um, I'm putting it down to stress and overwork at the moment. Um, Just a good reminder to listeners that uh, even though our society fetishizes the idea of workaholism It's actually not all that good for you um, If you're yeah. You know Burning the candle at both ends
2: I, I, As someone who did that And is currently doing a day job I can say um, It's quite nice having a bit of rest every now and then And not working yourself completely to the bone
0: sometimes Oh yeah We've yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: talked about it before And mo- most importantly You You uh your work suffers yeah. so your motivations for what you're doing might not work out.
0: Yes. Yeah, we I've, I've talked about this on the Jimquisition as well with um, you know, with regards to workers unionizing and dealing with crunch time and all that. Um, you know, it, it's there's scientific basis out there for suggesting that working people um more than they should, will lower productivity overall. It just leads to worse things. Um, but anyway, that's if that even is what it is, and I've not got some horrible lung-eating virus or something. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's been up and down for a few weeks, this bloody thing. Um, and it's all coinciding with me just feeling generally overworked. But the the wrestling show I was at, I, I was managing Ursa Major... Um, and Alex Graves in the Constellation um, over uh, one of the, uh, the weekend before last, I think. And I was having a bit of a flare up then. And I had a, a breakdown at ringside because Ray Fury won the Styles, our Styles Championship from Ursa Major and pulled off all the bandages on my face, threw a chair, screamed and hollered, and ended up screaming so much that I got backstage and vomited outside. Um because I was suppressing the cough and everything. So I got backstage after having this massive, one of the best freakouts I've ever done. Um, it, on video, I think it looks really good, but it was almost like Frank at the end of that dance in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when he just runs to the bucket and throws up. Uh, not my, honestly, not my most dignified moment, but I held it together until I was outside the building.
1: In a career full of dignified moments. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> depending on the promotion, if I'd have done it at ringside, I might have gotten over with it. I think people might have enjoyed it. But not at that show. Not not a pro-wrestling ego. We're a family-friendly unit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm quite proud of the fact I was able to hold on. Coughing so hard, I've vomited because I had a, a freakout so good. Yeah, anyway... Welcome to the Video Game Podcast.
2: Yeah, this is the bit where we let you stop talking for a bit and we talk about some video games so that you can have a rest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just want to uh, apologize to our audience as well about how bad my my sound quality was on my voice for the last couple of weeks because I I was between studios, but um I'm I'm back in my my proper recording space now and I will run my audio files through my music gear like I used to and I'll sound all nice again and Justin won't have to do Crazy EQ things <laughs> to my voice this week. He'll appreciate
0: oh. that. Justin will be very glad of that.
1: So I'm, I'm sorry. I some some people told me I like was blowing out their car speakers. So I'm sorry.
2: It's it's, it's fine. It's got to be better than the potato I record into.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different when when you have a very deep voice and you're using a bad mic. Oh yes. People mm. just hear boom 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 boom.
2: Uh so video games video
1: yeah. games that happened.
2: Games. Uh Gav, you got yep. round playing some of that Devil May Cry this week. I did. How how are you getting on with it?
1: Um it it took me a while to get used to it. The controls in it feel um see I'm not used to Devil May Cry. I haven't really. I only played a little bit of four and a little bit of DMC and uh I really, the the main thing that really was throwing me off was how you have to almost treat it like a 2D fighting game. Mm, yeah. I, I'm so used to just my 3D spaces, you know. Like, it's so alien to me to hold left and right to dodge and forward and backwards to do different moves on the left thumbstick. Um, but once you get used to that, it's a really fun, uh, really fun game. Yeah, It's difficult.
2: <laughs> it, it certainly is difficult. But like I, the more time I've been putting into it recently, like it, it's really good at rewarding you for practicing with it in terms of like the rate at which they reward you with like new moves and new things to try out. Seems yeah. really nice and consistent.
1: Plus, everything just um, the the moves are so flashy and cool.
2: Yeah, it's just like a really nice playground to go. Here is all of the flashy cool moves. Yeah. You don't have to use any of them you don't want to. You know, we'll give you a better ranking if you do, but, like, mm. just play around with the cool stuff that looks very badass.
1: I think we said this about Resident Evil a couple of weeks ago, but, um, again, I say this for this game, it was nice and refreshing to play something so unapologetically video gamey.
2: Oh, God, yeah, no. Like, I, I, I don't think it's any accident that we've made that comparison like Mm. these two games are the ones that we've talked about that with because Mm. modern capcom seems to kind of get that that just video game ass video games are where it's at
1: is this the same company who made bayonetta
2: uh no that is platinum games but it is like it is definitely the same genre like there Mm. is this genre of action game that uh i think the term is character action
1: oh yeah yeah
2: which is very much these
0: like big flashy combo character driven action
2: games. I always
0: heard the term spectacle fighter but I'm not sure. Oh yeah. I thought that applied to these but then someone once told me it didn't so now I'm not sure.
1: So what does it apply to if it doesn't apply to these?
0: You know what? I have Google at my fingertips. Yeah. I'm just going to find out.
1: I've definitely I I'm almost positive I've heard that yeah. Used to, just, I think that's what Total Biscuit used to um, used to call them, spectacle.
0: A term first coined by the escapist resident Australian game critic Yahtzee oh, to you describe are. a genre of fighter in which a game's focus is on the visual beauty of fighting enemies as opposed to actual realism or other aspects of gameplay. Yeah,
1: I, I like that term. <laughs> I mean, that has to, like... <laughs> they used it to describe
0: Mad World, which is not a one-on-one fighting game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, so... Gav, how how far in are you at the moment? Have you ever have you had a chance to try out multiple of the characters?
1: Yeah, I've uh, played as two of them, but I haven't got to a third one yet.
2: Okay, I can guess about where you are then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. I like playing as uh, what's his name? Is it N- um, Nero? Nero, that- Nero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nero. The other fella V, I think, is fucking hilarious. He's like, he's <laughs> such a like edge lord. Kylo Ren, Marilyn Manson like crossover. I basically
0: I've been calling him (laughs) Kylo Fantasy because he looks like he belongs in Final Fantasy fifteen, but like someone played
1: by Adam Driver. Yeah, he's he's Adam Driver in Girls, but like six years before his character was like an adult.
0: (laughs) The more
2: the more time I put into playing V, the more I think they might be my favorite character to play as in this. Like it's. A, a character who is essentially like three, sometimes four characters you control at once, yeah. should not play as well as this does. Like it, it should feel like a lot more of a mismanaged mess. But
1: I think it probably feels better to people who are used to the game in general. Because I've, I was trying. Like it, it's, it's been enough of an adjustment for me to learn Nero, and the controls. Because mm. this plays almost like a PS2 game and I don't mean that in a bad way at all because you know it obviously works but uh, I I find it really frustrating with with V how sometimes when you're with the cat and you hit the attack button it takes fucking forever for the cat to go and actually do the attack.
0: There's a little bit of a because there's this degree of separation between your controls and the the actions, yeah. Yeah. it can feel unresponsive. And I don't think it's an issue of the controls being unresponsive. I think it's a factor of that, just that degree of separation.
1: Yeah. yeah, and sometimes he gets stuck on walls and things, or if an enemy's above him, and I'm like bashing the button, and he just doesn't seem to want to.
0: Yeah, enemies on ledges and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But
2: one one thing I have really been enjoying about playing as V is, I I love that there are so many opportunities because of the fact that obviously you're a distance fighter. You are so rarely getting involved in the actual fray. Yeah. Um. I love just fucking around doing taunts and stuff and being like, ah, I have room to <laughs> to do the sort of, uh, oh, what's that piece of uh, classical music that he keeps sort of standing and conducting while everyone else does the fighting for him? Oh, I
1: don't know. I haven't been using the... Ta- I keep... You see, there's so much to learn in this game. I haven't even been using the taunts.
0: The, the taunts are completely unnecessary, but a lot of fun. You can go whole levels and forget things.
1: But I presume they give you style points, do they?
0: Oh, a taunt will give you a boost in the, the ranking, yeah. Yeah, they they definitely, like, boost up your rating if you, you you do those. It's
1: kind of annoying that it's mapped to the select button on, on the controller,
0: it's much better on the PS4. I tried both versions, yeah. and they just use the whole touchpad, and that's just way quicker. It works for me like an emergency button. Like I, there are tons of moves you can do, and I often forget half of them. And then when I've got the the ranking at like an S or a double S, and I'm like, I just need something. Uh, the taunt is basically my emergency button. If I can't think of anything, slap it, <laughs> yeah. just to buy me some time and keep the boost up.
2: And yeah, the the other thing I've been really enjoying is like I really love the the variety of different arm types that are available to Nero. Like those are yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now that I've now that I've got deep enough into playing as Nero that like I've got the option to have like. I've unlocked, I think, pretty, uh, like, most of the the options of arms. I can have different, like, magazines ready to to load out at any one time.
1: Is there a way to, like, switch between the arms on the go? Because I can't figure that out.
2: Uh, No, I don't. I, I believe the only way to do it is... Blow up the arm you're currently using. All right, cool. And I think the intention there is because they are so plentiful in the level, it's like, oh, you want to do something else? Okay, do yeah. your cool, do your cool special. You'll find a replacement later. That that seems to be the encouragement.
1: Yeah, and I suppose they they do tend to kind of drop them in places where that one may be contextually pretty handy or something.
2: Yeah, the one I've been really enjoying playing around with the uh, the last week or so is um I've completely forgotten what it's called, but it's the arm that. When you switch it on, it basically soups up the strength of your whole moveset, but you can't, like, lock on anymore. Mm. And you end up, like, if you take any hits while this thing is turned on, the arm breaks entirely, but it's just, oh, yeah, no, here's your gun and sword moveset, but stronger. Mm. That's been a really fun one to mess around with, and I've completely blanked on its name right now. Yeah, I can't remember the name.
1: It's it's just impressive how much uh, variety is in it combat-wise. Yeah. I, mean, I I haven't even used, like, a third of my moves. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I constantly feel like it's... A, as soon as you feel like, okay, I've got my head around all of the cool moves I can do, they're like, oh yeah, no, here's another cool thing you can do. Just, just keep making it cooler. Yeah,
0: And this is all before Dante shows up with his utterly mm. absurd array of weapons. Oh my god.
2: Yeah. It's, this, this whole game goes above and beyond where it feels like it needs to, because mm. like you could have got away with doing this game with a lot less than than they did, but they just every time I think I've seen it all, something new pops up, mm. and that's really fun and refreshing.
1: It's very, very good, and that's coming from someone who didn't enjoy the the previous yeah. games. I have to say though, I have a couple of nitpicks, right uh, yeah the first one is that boss that you have to lose to. That pissed me off. Uh, You don't
2: have to lose. Oh, okay. Uh, Apparently, if you're real fucking good, you can beat it. All
1: right, okay, fair enough. (laughs) Uh,
2: Most people will not. There are people who are super into uh, Devil May Cry. A lot of them still can't do it, but apparently it is technically doable. It is not an actual unwinnable fight.
1: Do you get a different cutscene than you do?
2: I I have no idea if you get a different cutscene or not, but you can technically defeat that encounter
1: fair enough
0: if you can beat that fucking boss yeah you deserve all of the red orbs in the world at the very least
1: yeah. you deserve you deserve that taunt that's worth like what 5 million <laughs> red mm. orbs yeah.
2: as as i understand it the only way to get an s rank on that entire mission is to beat that boss i think if you can beat wow. that boss i believe that's what gets you the s tips you over into the s rank
1: um my my only other nitpick, and this is a very much a matter of taste, is that visually I'm not into the game uh, as much... Uh, like, I remember playing Devil May Cry 4, and the architecture and environments in that game were absolutely gorgeous. They were amazing looking, and I just don't... I'm not really feeling the kind of boring, drab, broken-down city in this one.
2: I I would agree that, like, I don't think the the environment designs in this are always memorable. I think there's a lot of forgettable backdrops.
0: The game's at its best when it's in those levels in more intact cities, some of the earlier stuff. Yeah. The, the yeah. later stuff where it's like in the Klypoth and all that kind of stuff, or the demon architecture. It's a little more arbitrary feeling.
1: I also, I don't know if this is just me but I just find the color scheme as well is unpleasant like the the black and red and purple against each other just doesn't <coughs> yeah just doesn't do it for me
0: I think that's meant to be deliberate in some levels but I can definitely yeah. see how if you're really turned off by that color scheme it could work too well.
2: As, as someone whose entire teen years were spent wearing basically the colours black, red and purple, like there's a bit of nostalgia in that colour yeah. scheme for me. There's something in me that goes like oh yes, my inner angsty teen is loving
0: this. Oh, anyone from the My Chemical Romance era who was deep into that shit,
2: they're going to love this. <laughs>
1: Particularly when you're literally playing an emo in the game.
0: <laughs> oh
2: god, yeah. yeah. But I... I seriously have been loving this game so much It mm. has really managed to keep my attention It is just an incredibly fun game to play from minute to minute mm. And that's all too rare from video games to go Just just the fun and spectacle of I'm beating stuff up mm. Is enough to keep me like, oh yeah, no, I'll retry that entire mission Because I was so close, ah
1: And we often say this, but it's great to every so often get a nice Just linear, simple, straightforward game that you don't need to go exploring and yeah. yeah
0: this game is a good reminder that replayability doesn't just mean there's more stuff to do because i mean yeah people call that replayability but if there's more content it's not replaying if if you're doing it for new things this is a game that's replayable because it's just that fucking good. Yeah, because it's worth playing again.
1: Yeah, you can do you can do a level twice, and it can be a completely different experience because you play a completely different way.
0: Yeah, I've played some of these levels way more than twice now. Yeah, um, I played them a fair few times to get video footage. I played through it on Xbox One. I played through it. Played through it on PS4. Um, I just can't keep away from it, and I'm playing the same shit and I'm just as happy to do it because the combat is that good.
2: It's a real testament if in a in a single player linear narrative game, if if I ever stop and go, you know what, rather than progress, I'm going to go back and do that level I just did again, not because the game told me to, but because I want to, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that is that is a, you know, it's it, it's just a really good video game, that.
1: Yeah. And and it's funny when I when I played Devil May Cry 4 when it came out, um I just could not get past the cheesy voice acting and cutscenes, but for some for whatever reason, maybe it's from talking to you two for four or five years. <laughs> I just am loving the cutscenes and how ridiculous they are.
0: One big change is they leaned into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, uh. Dante and everything was taken a bit too seriously in the earlier games.
1: Yeah, it feels like it knows it's completely stupid now.
2: Mhm. Yeah, like the the thing that really crystallised that for me is every time you ring that phone to call it in. Uh, oh, yeah. I completely forgotten her name. Woman in the van. Nico. And she like yeah. Nico, and every time she. Is a hair's breadth from yeah. killing you, and you realise, like, <laughs> yes. oh no, she's, she's not in control of this. She is just lucking out that she's not killing yeah. you.
1: Those cutscenes are amazing. She's such a. Her, her maniacal driving off cliffs. And
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff that puts me in mind of like a grasshopper game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the thing that
2: really crystallised, like, what this game got right is it, again, like a sort of No More Heroes, your sort of pseudo stuff, your grasshopper stuff. Mm. It just went, let's just be a bit wacky with it. And let's not take ourselves serious.
1: Yeah. Even that first scene where where they're in the van and he as it tips over, he jumps out the window and kicks all the enemy's asses and then flies back in the other window and it's all done in glorious slow-mo and it was just <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculously over the top and and it's Yeah. It it for, for what maybe it is cuz they changed it up. I don't remember cuz it's so long since I played 4 but uh I liked it more this time. You know. Oh, and the the music is fucking brilliant. The music is so good.
2: Oh gosh, yes, yeah. such a good soundtrack. It is. It is a heck of a game. Um. So, anyone been playing anything else this week?
1: Uh, I played more Crackdown Three. Oh dear. And yeah. Yeah. No. Funny enough. uh
0: I thought I was sick this week. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: this this is the thing. I uh, have been having one of my worst. Uh, weeks of insomnia in like over a year and I've like pretty much not slept at all this week and uh, I threw on Crackdown three because I knew this is something completely mindless and easy to do and
0: and it's got a good chance of sending you to sleep
1: yeah well it didn't send me to sleep unfortunately but it's uh, bad insomnia no I had a good time with it I have to say I I just went around collecting the orbs and mindlessly blowing things up and climbing buildings and to be honest with you, I couldn't really ask for much more from a crackdown game, you know, and and that was what I liked about the original one. Um and what I like about this one is the buildings are like six times taller than they were in the original. So the journeys up them feel a little bit more cool. But uh yeah, it's 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 by no means a great game, but it certainly served a purpose for me this week as someone who couldn't focus on anything uh Intense, just completely brainless shooting and blowing things up and jumping around, picking up orbs.
2: I can see the benefit in that sometimes of just, I want a game that I don't have to think about.
1: Yeah. And and, and I'm sorry, but and I said this even when we were kind of uh, pooping on the game a couple of weeks ago, collecting those orbs is still one of the most satisfying things in video games. The noise they make when you get close and then the... When you pick them up,
2: I still can't help every time I pick one up being like, mm, I'd rather be picking up orbs in Saints Row though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't, I, I, I didn't. Um, I liked Saints Row Four, but I think not as much as you two. I think for me, the fact that Saints Row Four gave you so much power and freedom that it just kind of all just kind of became whatever, <laughs> you know.
2: That's yeah, that's fair. Um. Oh, I forgot. Uh, there was a news story about Devil May Cry this week that I wanted to throw out there because I feel like it is my civic duty to share this news with people. Yeah. Um. So Devil May Cry Five. There is a butt in that game that is censored only on one platform in one region, hmm. and not anywhere else. And it's very odd. Um. So there is a character. Not going to spoil who whose butt is visible at some point in that game, and if you're playing on Xbox One, PC, or any platform in Japan, there is a butt. But in America and England, only on PS4, they put a big lens flare over it, and that is just a weird interesting fact that I'm like, that, that seems a very odd line to draw, like, only on one console in these regions.
1: Yeah, the camera operator in this game is very, very fond of boobies and butts, and...
2: Oh, indeed, they, there very are, except this one butt. This one butt is not allowed. Big lens flare, no, no butt.
1: Also, it, they're a very big fan of the small of the back of the the girl in the van. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes they are (laughs) Uh, It's not an important story It's just a thing that I thought was very weird And I was like I need need to get my thoughts out on this somewhere
1: That is strange Uh, Yeah
2: yeah. Uh, So uh, other things we had this week You know how recently We've been hearing that like every company Is pulling out of E3 press conferences Um, We had another one Added to that list EA's not doing an E3 press conference this year Mm -hmm. Like that was never my favourite one I would always watch it and complain about how much I didn't want to be watching it but like
1: I like the EA1. I
2: I like the EA1 cuz there's usually your Star Wars and your BioWare.
1: And because it because the whole point of E3 is to have fun on Twitter and the EA1 yeah. is always really fun because people are making yeah. funny jokes.
0: Have they given a reason? What well, all they have said about
2: this is they're still having a their EA play event but it's going to be more focused on uh, getting the games in the hands of people and less in uh, less to do with making big grand announcements.
0: Right. Mm. Okay. So mm. so
1: basically, we've nothing to announce, is what they're saying.
0: Well, there are there are two there are two possible reasons, and that n- neither one is exclusive. They could both be mm. it, but one is fewer games, which the industry has been pushing towards now. They want fewer mm. games with longer tails, These live services, so it might be that they might have very little to show, or it could be a cost thing. Um, and it's actually something, if it's a cost thing, it's something I don't have an issue with. Because okay. having a massive E3 presentation to announce something that in the social media era could be just as effectively communicated through Twitter or Instagram, it, it even about five years ago, sometimes it felt like an, an overly lavish cost for an industry that chooses layoffs over pouring millions into marketing budgets. So, in that regard, yeah. I imagine finance financial reasons must be compelling. And I don't have an issue with that. I do think that for some, some companies, E3 is a tremendous waste of money.
2: I, I agree with you that it is, probably for many, a, a huge waste of money. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm kind of sad to see, at least if this year is any indication it going away. It was a real rallying point where everyone sort of focused on one thing for one, once a year in video games. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It'll be it, it's a very weird feeling to feel like that might be less and less relevant.
1: I'd be very I'd be very surprised if with the with the next gen consoles rumored, I'd be very surprised if Sony and Microsoft um pulled out of theirs.
2: I believe Sony's already said they're not.
1: Oh, really? I think they did, yeah. Oh, Jesus.
2: Yeah, let me double check that. So, my suspicion is because we're gearing up to the next gen consoles, we're probably going to get somewhere outside of E3, like a here is the next gen console reveal event that probably could have been our E3 press conference, but we did it on our own terms. Because if yeah. we do it, if we go do it a couple of months earlier in a different venue, people will still come and pay attention to it, but we don't have to compete for, like, E3 show floor prices.
0: Sony already has that, um,. Their, their play experience, whatever it is they call it, they already have an event. Microsoft's already done bespoke press conferences before. Nintendo, of course, does its directs. So they've all got platforms. We're all on the internet, and news travels just as fast.
1: I hope I hope Ubisoft don't deprive us of their wonderful <laughs> their wonderful <laughs> weirdness. Here's a
0: story from last month um, where Sony. Uh, have said that you know talking about Pulling from E3 there, There's it's Some IGN article here The subtitle of the piece Is a quote from the executives that says The world has changed but E3 hasn't Necessarily changed with it so yeah. yeah I imagine many of them might just see it As an archaic way of getting their Information out there when they could put up a tweet Right now and we'd know the info Just as quickly Honestly I'm surprised that it hasn't moved sooner
1: To
2: a situation of like Nintendo Direct style presentations from all the big companies at multiple points in the year. Do a pre-pre made video you can put out. Everyone gets excited. Um, if you want people to try it, out your games, put up a demo. Make it time limited. Say, here's a demo. You can play it this weekend. Get hype and excited.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm surprised we haven't moved that way. But
0: also in a a quote from this is um, that even Sony are saying, you know, they decided to do fewer games, fewer bigger games yeah. over longer periods. This live service thing has meant that a lot of you know so-called AAA companies have f- less content to talk about. So E three can't even be a big announcement thing anymore.
1: Live service games can go fuck themselves in the ear.
2: Yes, they can. Um, uh, it 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 wouldn't surprise me as well if part of the thing with EA is that. They've had so many games poorly received recently that there might be a certain degree of mm, do we need to step back and reassess some of how we're doing with some of this? Um,
0: yeah, they might not just want to. They might not want to talk to people.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what really sucks about life service games, right? What is I've I've tried to make a point to always try and be positive about games because it's such a it can be such an easy space to get cynical about. And over the last year, I've I've even found myself becoming really cynical about game announcements and things now. And I hate that. Yeah. I'm a fucking huge fan. And now when new games get like rumoured or announced, my immediate thought is this is probably going to be shit.
2: Well, yeah. Like, that, <laughs> wow, that, how did that happen? <laughs> that's the thing that happened with me with Beyond Good and Evil, was having mm. my, like, ah, sequel. Oh, no. Life oh,
1: it's an I'm online, um, procedurally yeah. generated, uh. like, could there be more stuff in that game that just bodes not well for it? Like...
2: Yeah. Oh, so have have either of you heard the story this week about how um, how Anthem has gotten even worse as a yes. live service as <laughs> yes. they've been trying to fix it and they keep breaking it? It's
1: it's player base is doing a boycott now or something, is it? Oh, that's
2: that's not even the best part of this story. So yeah, a lot of people are boycotting. Uh, 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 well, I say a lot of people, probably not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things, but like. The Anthem community that is online talking on Reddit are basically not going to play the game for a week because they're pretty unhappy with how that game's turned out. A uh, Good example of why they're upset, uh, last week there was an issue going on where level 1 weapons in the game were dealing significantly more damage than high level weapons. <laughs> You could kill things faster with a level one weapon that had never been leveled up and shouldn't be good. You could kill them faster with that than you could with your rare high-ranked up weapons. Uh, So they tried to fix that, and in trying to fix it, now your stats are better if you unequip some of your good items. Because they average out how quickly you should be killing things based on how good your items are. So if you've got a loadout that has, like, a bunch of of really rare stuff on one item on you that's just like, ah, it's good, it's not as good as the others, unequip that one, it'll raise your damage. Wow. Because your average is now across only the good ones.
1: Dear Bio, dear Bioware.
2: Yeah, that, that, that game's... You guys yeah.
1: are really, really good at single-player, story-driven action RPGs. That's all I'm going to say. Please make more of those. Yeah. Who wanted, like... I don't know. I See, this is I'm never this I did not used to be this cynical. <laughs> Electronic arts
0: wanted Anthem. Focus groups wanted Anthem.
2: Hmm. Um
0: Industrial pressure wanted Anthem.
2: I'm so I'm so happy and thankful that I didn't get excited about Anthem,
0: which is a real shame. I don't know how many could.
1: I'm sure the division coming out has nothing to do with everyone um not playing Anthem this week.
0: <laughs> I mean that's the other thing. Like like February was lousy with these games that took up a lot of time. And we had, you know, Far Cry New Dawn and Metro Exodus on the same bloody day. We Mm. had Apex basically directly competing with Anthem.
1: This month is going to be just like, I mean, Sekiro's out next week. And Mm -hmm. The Division 2 is out and those are both going to be life eaters.
0: Yeah, We're we're right now recording in between The Division 2s. Two release dates Oh gosh yeah that's a thing again isn't it <laughs> Um
2: So couple of other Bits this week that happened Um Nintendo's getting into the VR Space With, with cardboard they're, they're doing Labo VR Oh yeah Um yeah so like It The fact that they were going to do something with VR made sense like there were patterns about this before the console came out it's like hey you've got a console that is a screen size you could probably slot it into something and make a VR headset pretty easily I didn't expect Labo to be the way they they wheeled that out um I'd, I'd have thought like if they'd sold hey here's a 20 quid plastic headset you can pop your switch in now it's a VR headset I'd have probably I'd have probably been the, somewhat excited about that depending on what you could play with it Th- this is put your expensive console in a thing so it's just held up by cardboard that you constructed how confident are you in the strength of that and play play games like this
0: no yeah.
1: did people buy Labo like was it a success
2: it was successful enough for them that they're still making more kits. And I imagine a big part of that is they sold a box of cardboard for like sixty quid. Like that's got to be a lot of profit involved. <laughs> yeah, in that. something tells that me it impressive. wasn't massively
0: popular. It's just the 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 amount of money it can make is per sale is probably decent.
2: Yeah. So I I'm here's the thing. I'm honestly like I'm happy that Labo is still a thing that's happening. I will pick this up and I will have fun messing around with it, but. As someone that already owns a a VR headset in, like, PlayStation VR, that's a really good sweet spot tech-wise, where it's like, yep, that is a good quality screen, good refresh rate. It's, you know, this feels like a VR experience that is designed to be a good VR experience. The Labo one still seems like a big old gimmick.
0: Apparently Nintendo have sold, last year, they sold about a million, which ain't massive. Yeah, yeah about a million Labo kits.
1: I mean that's not bad. A million $60 cardboard boxes is pretty good going.
0: Yeah, is they've not done bad with Labo. And No, I mean but then you you compare it to Super Smash Bros ultimate selling 12 million copies. Mm. Yeah. And they're probably not happy with a million.
2: Well, the thing I'm kind of excited I'm kind of interested to see with this is that the Labo software does always come with really interesting creative tools and i am really interested to see what people who have access to diver- like creation tools for vr and cheaply affordable vr will make like that that's where i'm kind of interested is what what are people going to make using that labo software like what kind of vr stuff will people be able to create i don't know that seems like a difficult thing to create vr software using just like drag and bo- drop boxes but Curious about it,
0: yeah.
2: Um, uh, you know, Street Fighter Five had those adverts in it, even for people who, you know, had paid for the full game. Yeah, they came back. There's, they, they got new adverts this week. Um, yeah, they, they're not as obtrusive as they were. They no longer like plaster logos over like characters' tattoos or on their shrunken shrunken heads of child plague victims
0: that was embarrassing yeah
2: they don't do that anymore at least um it's for some clothing brand i'm not going to mention them not going to give them the, the the advertising but nice uh you now get if you if you don't turn off the ad thing you get adverts in the back of loading screens and on very specific pro tour stages you'll get access Adverts in the background yeah. They don't plaster them on the characters anymore Still feels really fucking gross but It's tacky yeah It's it's not as gross It's not putting a logo on a Shrunken child plague Victim
0: head but yeah. like This is how fucking This is how the game industry do though <laughs> They do the worst thing They, they <laughs> push it to an extreme And then scale it back and then I, You know you see this with people defending microtransactions now as only microtransactions because they're not loot boxes that's
2: that's what i'm trying not to do with this story is to just go well at least it's only adverts in the background and loading screens of that game you paid for yeah which is like yeah they definitely have pushed us a little down that road um and the last one and this is a story that i thought You might have some interest on, Jim. Uh, Mm. You know that uh, Judgment game from the Yakuza people?
0: I popped a video up on that this morning. I know what this story is.
2: Yeah, so it might get a little bit delayed over here because it's just been pulled off of stores in Japan. Like... It, like they've taken it off of the digital storefronts They've removed it from, from shops
0: Yeah, they've halted any new shipment um, To stores, pulled from digital Sega went to its Twitter account And is deleting tweets On its Japanese Twitter feed regarding the game So basically the short version One of the voice actors in the game
2: Got caught with a little bit of cocaine In his system, like he didn't have any on him But they they
0: yeah. p-tested him And it's like, okay you clearly done a little bit of coke at some point Let's make it clear this guy is not a sex pest that we know of, not a murderer that we know of. All we know are uh, is that they tested for cocaine, tested positive.
1: What the fuck?
0: In
2: his own free time he he took some he took some drugs in his own free time and hurt no one and Japan is real fucking strict on uh illegal
0: drug use. Yep. Yeah. Gav, you said what the fuck? Time to learn a little bit about Japanese
1: culture. <laughs> Japan is real strict on some really um Strange stuff like that poor girl From that pop group Who had to like She had to like apologise for Because for, she had a stalker or something It was like really messed up
2: <laughs> Yeah it's So the the thing with this for anyone who's not aware Of the situation in Japan with drug use Like the long and short of it is If you are in the entertainment industry And you are caught having Had any involvement in illegal drugs That's pretty much the end of your Entertainment career forever.
0: Yeah. You can actually get away with way worse and directly harmful things to other people and still keep a job yeah. in the entertainment industry, but playing in the snow and you're out of it.
2: The the example I saw that was really interesting was um from a couple of years ago, uh, in Japan a bunch of uh, Studio Ghibli movies on Blu-ray were retracted and reissued because one person involved in a music video for, uh, that was in one of these films had done a little bit of MDMA in their own time, and it's yeah. like, nope, we have to retract the film and remove this music from it and we can never be associated with it it it's so weird to think about that because like i, I was I was thinking about this this morning I was like, in western entertainment media it is it is somewhat taken as a given that a, a certain level of fame and success. People probably will dra- dabble with drugs at some point.
0: If if you find out an actor hasn't been doing a rail or two, it's more of a surprise.
2: Yeah, over here, if it was like, oh yeah, Johnny Depp did a bit of cocaine
0: once, it's like, well, that's not the worst thing he's been implicated in. Fuck. Well, mm,
2: yeah, that that it would barely be a day on the gossip rags that like, oh, was he maybe been sniffing a bit? And that'd be it. But like. No, it's it's enough of a career ender that like this might be causing the game to get delayed, because they do not want this guy's voice in there because he just had a bit of a sniff once. It's
0: not the first time Sega's been in a situation almost exactly like this yeah. as well. They uh in Yakuza 4 they replaced an actor and their likeness because the actor had retired from entertainment just because they were accused of having done Coke. They tested negative yeah. and yet still felt so fucked off with it all. They left you basically just you can't be seen near the stuff or even perceived as near the stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm just having funny images in my head now of um of of Kojima politely declining cocaine from like bug eyed slavering Sony <laughs> executives. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, it's- one of those things that like no matter where you are in the world and no matter how prohibited these things are people will still do them like there are pieces of media that have come out of Japan that you look at and go someone did some drugs before they made this but it's yeah it, it is I had never really realised quite how stark of a difference it was in terms of it being a
0: career ender over there Yeah, and I, I just with, with the amount of stuff that goes on in the world the amount of fucking criminals The existence of billionaires I find it So difficult to give a shit That yeah. someone's doing a bit of Charlie I really don't care Yeah
2: my my thing has always been like You're not robbing anyone to pay for it You're not causing yourself Or others risk by doing it Go nuts Do, do whatever will make you happy Don't like if it's not hurting other people, it shouldn't be
0: anyone's business. The way the fucking world is, if 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 cocaine gets you through it, <laughs> and, and it's not at a, a obviously a, a level where it's like a, a an addiction that's ruining your life, if you're just doing some coke on the weekends or whatever, whatever, like it's find your jollies where you can, please.
1: I suppose one could make the argument that by supporting. That particular—I mean, if you're supporting the drug dealing industry, you are supporting something which harms people. But I don't know. Well, yeah, but, I don't but know there's... how it works in Japan. Like, is it—is it run through gangs or?
0: Well, you might be supporting the yakuza, but given Sega's involvement, say <laughs> <laughs> you'd have thought Sega would want you to support yakuza. It's not like Pierre Taki was in. Dora the Explorer or something <laughs> I do somewhat yeah. understand Because he also played um, Olaf in Frozen The Japanese voice dub of Frozen Yeah, That's a bit more understandable To not have him play Olaf in Frozen 2 That one makes me laugh Because yeah I can see why you wouldn't want him to play Fro- uh, Olaf in Frozen anymore Because
2: he is surrounded by just Mountains and mountains <laughs> of that white stuff yeah,
0: yeah He's literally made out of snow
1: um, <laughs> They'll have to change change The song to let it snow <laughs> <laughs> give me blow, give me blow.
0: <laughs> do you wanna buy some blow, man? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really do. <laughs> nah, you, you're you caught now. You said yes. Ooh. But honestly, if this is the extent of of Pietarki's crimes, yeah, then I, I feel only sympathy because it's you should you shouldn't be unpersoned for doing some coke. Yeah. I I don't think given the standards we have, and given what you can get away with and still fucking get a job in entertainment, yeah, it re- it's so far on the low end of the scale as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I, f- I feel sorry for anyone who gets caught up in what looks to be a fucking draconian system. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, the only other story I wanted to throw out there that I thought was interesting this week... They finally put out a remote play app for iOS devices if you got those. So if you want to play your PS4 games on a screen that's not your telly, I gave it a try this week. It seems to work pretty well. You can still sync up your uh, your, your DualShock. I, I had my phone propped up on a little thing on the table and I was playing Spider-Man on me phone. Huh. It worked pretty well. So if you're a fan of not having to use the TV to play a video game, that's an option that's out there now.
1: Why what would be the point in that?
0: Um if if you're in a shared household.
2: Yeah, so like the the use case that I can already think of is going to come up at some point is me and my partner like to play video games in the same room. Like we'll play different games, but sometimes, you know, one of us will be playing on the telly, one will be playing Switch on the sofa or something and occasionally you get to a situation where it's like oh the switch is dying i need to put it in the dock and play it over there yeah but you're playing the ps4 can you do it on a different screen do
1: you when you do do that do you use headphones
2: uh depends on the game um sometimes we'll just put the volume on quiet or we'll go like okay we'll have the volume of this person's game or this person's game right now sometimes it'll be headphones it's It's it it entirely depends on what kind of game we're playing.
1: That'd drive me cracked if I was playing a game and someone else was playing a different game and I could hear it. We've (laughs) we've learnt to coexist. We've learnt to make it work, but um
2: yeah, no, like
1: it it's not gonna be a
2: use case for everyone, but I I am happy at the thought that like I can play I can I can whip out the iPad and play some PS4 game. And it seems to stream like very well. I was not getting like big lag or anything. Mm. It seems like a nice solution if someone else wants to use the telly and you still want to play.
1: Imagine, imagine if one of you was playing DMC five and the other was playing like Metal Gear Revengeance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that sounds like a fantastic way to spend a weekend. If I'm honest. <laughs> uh, anything else anyone wants to throw in before we wrap up?
0: Um, I've been. Replaying Final Fantasy IX. How's that been going for you? I bought it immediately when it was announced for Switch and then didn't get round to it.
2: That is is me, yep.
0: (laughs) I do love Square Enix's policy on these re-releases of adding those um, speed-up options. Because Final Fantasy IX is my favourite Final Fantasy, but it's fucking slow. Mm. battles and everything are slow. So being able to just quickly pause, tap a button and have it speed up to a ridiculous degree. Or if I just want to move across the world map and I can't be bothered with grinding, just tap the button that gives you, you know, 9,999 damage per hit. Just these little convenience things. I... I like that they're therefore re-releases. Yeah. I I like it. there as an excuse to
2: basically go. I want to re-experience this, but I don't want to have to do the grinding. Just trim all the
0: unnecessaries. Yeah. Just just let me power through this.
2: It is it is a real nice usability.
0: Yeah, because in any Final Fantasy game, yeah, in any Final Fantasy game, there are slow moments. These games are hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. They're not concise so there are bits that feel a bit sprawled a bit of a content bloat and it's just nice to be able to whiz through them bits um, it's not something i'd do the very first time i played something but if i've already played it especially if it's a final fantasy like nine where i've played it so many times before yeah i really appreciate that when they put them they do their 1000th port of a game you've got these options to just get through it quick and it it, it i find it it encourages me to want to pick them up again. Like Final Fantasy sevens out later this month on Switch. Mm. Lord knows how many times I've bought that game, and I've played it even more than I've bought it. But the fact that you can speed it up, I will pro- even though I can do that on the PS4 version, that I have. Mm. It, I will probably get it on Switch again because, oh, Switch! Uh, and I will appreciate being able to blaze through some of the bits I just don't... That I've experienced a few times already and don't need to go through again. Yeah. Just to get to the stuff I really want to experience. Exactly.
1: Speaking of which, um, the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: So we can all suffer through the the flood <laughs> levels to get to the good bits.
2: Yeah. So they're, they're doing a thing with this. Like, on the Xbox, they're adding Halo Reach as... Kind of paid, kind of free DLC to the Master Chief Collection. Like, you get the multiplayer for free, but you have to pay if you want the single player. But then on PC, the Master Chief Collection is starting with Halo Reach and adding other things later, and you don't have to buy part of it as DLC. It's
1: a bit ironic, isn't it? Halo Reach in the in the Master Chief Collection?
2: Uh, it's, it's a weird system they've got going, but like... Hey, I am all for the continued, like, Microsoft putting everything they make on PC. Mm. I think that is ultimately just a really good thing for, for everyone.
0: Yeah. Good for everyone. Probably good for Microsoft. One wonders how good it is for the Xbox One itself, but Microsoft, Microsoft does seem to be maybe getting... I don't want to say for sure that I think they're getting out of hardware, but... It does seem like they're a lot more interested in branching out and being more just reaching more customers rather than bringing customers to them, which is why we're getting you know all these games on PC, why Xbox stuff is coming to the Switch. I just feel like they're interested in reaching out rather than trying to draw in, and I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah, uh,
2: I've not got anything else to, to add. That's that's about me re- done for, for this week, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd normally try and push it to an hour but i'm i'm dead on my fucking feet I, th-
2: I think this is the first time we're just like you know jim's dead let's all go have a rest
0: yeah i'm gonna have a lie down um so yeah laura how can people see your things that you have done please on the internet for them
2: the things what are done uh laura k buzz e- pretty much everywhere on the internet laura k buzz on twitter twitch and youtube it weirdly vanished for a while but it's back don't worry about it uh I've got a couple of books, uncomfortable labels and things I learned from Mario's butt, you can check both of those out by googling them and finding them in places. I'm on Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast I do, it's got that Conrad Zimmerman on it, I'm on seasons 3, 4 and 5, they're all self-contained stories. Uh, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, me and my fiancé do silly voices and skits and have a bit of a giggle. I think
0: that's about it. Okay, and Gavin, you do the music that is really, really good, and how can people hear it, please?
1: You can hear my music on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, just search for Miracle of Sound. Also on YouTube, my channel is Miracle of Sound, and by the time this podcast goes out, my song inspired by the story of Metro Exodus will be out. Uh, That's coming out this evening, Wednesday, so... Uh, Yeah, go and listen to that because it's a really good one and I think people are going to really like this one. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound and if you want to help keep me in a job, it's Miracle of Sound on Patreon.
0: Cool, cool. Um, As for me, you all know my stuff. Um, Thank you for your support as always. Very gratefully received. Uh, The Gymquisition is doing fantastically. Bit of a controversial one this week, but uh, I stand by everything I said and I'm still shocked it's as controversial as it is. But then I... I maybe be misunderstood how uh, uh
1: what what did you say I've I've not been on the internet this week what did you uh,
0: uh I said fuck steam and it's no surprise epic is uh securing the exclusives it's exclusive it's uh, acquiring um and that steam needs to really sort itself out because it's facing real competition this time mm. um And I didn't dedicate 10 minutes of the video to telling everyone why the Epic Game story is trash, and people took umbrage with that. I also suggested that selling a game called Rape Day is probably bad PR, uh, and that didn't seem to go down too well with a certain subsect of people who seem to think that's a controversial sentiment. Um, But anyway, uh, I I still think what I said was... All it did was lay out some pretty obvious facts. But, you know, either way... Um, everything else is still going great.
1: I have thoughts on that Steam and 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 uh, Epic Store thing. We'll talk about it maybe next week.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get into it more as well because I don't, I don't think at this stage the Epic Store is obviously as good as Steam from a layout and community perspective. But Steam sucked when it started too.
1: Well, it it did, but like Anthem with Destiny it had a lot of opportunity to learn from other things.
0: This also is true, yeah. Um, but we'll get into that next week. I'll look forward to that, actually. Yeah. Look at that. We're building something for next week. There um, we will go. have good old talk about that. <laughs> um, otherwise, check out Boston's Favourite Son. It's a quote-unquote co- comedy podcast that I've been doing. Um, look for Boston's Favourite Son on SoundCloud or follow Boston's Fave, F-A-V-E, Son on Twitter or one word, Boston's Fave Son. I, I, I am quite pleased with it, and I would like to see it do well. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening, for sharing the shows and stuff we do. Um, for all your support, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.